Welcome to the High on God podcast, your regular dose of Holy Ghost encouragement and out of this world down to earth incarnational revelational experiences in our mystical union with the supernatural Jesus Christ. Here are your hosts, Matthew Spinks and Zachary Paul Pratt. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and accompanying YouTube vlog at the links in the description or easily found at www.thefirehouseprojects.com. Now ease back into Abba's arms and enjoy the show. All right, well, uh, welcome to the first episode of the High on God podcast here. Um, this is Zachary Paul Pratt. I am Matthew Raymond Spinks, as most of you know, but uh, this week we just want to get into a little bit of our story just to get to know you and you can get to know us and share a little bit of just kind of why we even want to do something like this, our heart behind it. And uh, so yeah, we're excited over the next, uh, however long this, this podcast goes to just get whacked together to experience uh <laughs> the glory to uh, to dive into some topics that uh, you may not hear talked about anywhere else, um, to explore heavenly realities, to glory realities, but also in a down-to-earth way and talk about our own lives and uh, and just how you can really live just whacked, live, you know, in heaven on earth bliss and yet still, you know, do normal things, have a family, work a job, uh, you know, whatever interactions you may have in daily life. So, so yeah, we're excited to uh, to get into that. Um, I'm going to let Zach start, and kind of the question and the topic that we have for today is just uh, kind of our own history in God. And so, so Zach, um, I guess this week, just uh, love to, to ask you, what is your history with uh, the drunken glory, with the bliss, with the gospel? Um, what kind of stories do you want to share with the people, help them to get to know you, and... Uh, yeah, uh, what's been your experience in the bliss of Jesus, man? Mm. Hey. <laughs> Such a fun question to start off with. Um, yeah, I I grew up like a lot of Christians. Um, I had two parents that raised me going to church every Sunday. And uh, we would go to church as a family. And even during the week, my parents would have us do prayers at night before bed. Um, we would memorize scripture. These are some of the things that I, when I think back on uh, my childhood, that I'm very grateful for. Um, on the other hand, there was a dynamic that was a little bit different than um, maybe how I, I see the Lord now growing up in the sense that I didn't have a full awareness uh, at that time or at that age of uh, the level of a personal relationship um, even, or certainly of uh, the gospel good news that I've come to know now. But there was definitely this, this precious and pure uh, approach to n knowing God through what he said in scripture. Um, and on Sundays, um, Sunday mornings, uh, a community or a, or a family um, understanding through going to church and having a lot of friends that were from the church. 
Um, so that, that was pretty much growing up all the way. We went to the same church um, from when I was young, uh, from when I, I was actually baptized as an infant at that church, all the way up to when I was about 12. Um, at that time, my dad decided to go to seminary and become a pastor. Um, and seminary is what uh, the people in, in that part of the church, um, that denomination, do when they're um, when they're when they want to transition to becoming a pastor. Um, sort of like a, a special secondary education for pastors. And so at that time, he uh, we all moved to a different state and um, uprooted everything. Um, and at that time, I sort of transitioned to almost an even more um, religious approach to worship and to God. Um, and e even that, though, was via the community that I had, I had seen or become a part of. A lot of my friends were um, kids of pastors or kids of pastors-to-be. I went to summer camp for a few years in a row for kids who want to become pastors. Um, so I was deep into the theology of, of the church um, at large, but then specifically of, of that denomination for, for quite a while. Um, you grew up as a pretty good boy. Yeah. <laughs> I, had, I had that kind of a, a, kind of a childhood. So, um, I think at, at some point during college, I started to, to almost become more agnostic because the deeper I got into a ritualistic approach to God, the more of a distant, far-off God uh, formed in my mind. Um, I think I eventually got to this place where God was just sort of, maybe, maybe he existed, maybe he didn't. I didn't have a whole lot of personal interactions at all whatsoever. Um, he had become such an idea in my head that uh, I just sort of decided that, you know, it wasn't that important or significant. But I think that a combination of my upbringing as well as just the desire on my heart and that I believe is on everybody's hearts to experience God was still there. So when I found out about this small home group that was meeting, I had just moved back into town from, from going to school, going to college uh, out of town and having a kind of a hard time of it there. Um, and so I, I think I, I was looking for a way to reconnect spiritually in some way. Um, I found out about a small small group of people that were meeting in, in, the, in their homes. They sounded passionate and I knew they were Christian and some of them were former members of you know, the same sort of church and upbringing that I was. So I uh, found out about where the meeting was and I showed up and then that was basically the first day that I met Matt. And um, from there it became uh, an ever building and ever increasing journey of knowing God through experience in addition to um, a theological approach. So um, the pendulum swung to the experience side for quite a while more, more heavily. And um, I was, uh, I was beginning to experience, you know, his presence more. I was beginning to have an uh, encounter, um, getting drunk in the spirit, um, experiencing like ecstasies and, um, trances and things like that. And, um, 
the types of experiences that I had were, were things that I couldn't deny. They were things that weren't just a part of um, a group atmosphere, but they were, they were things that I had for myself that I would carry and, and that, would, that would carry me later on through, um, through different experiences that would happen that would come against or qu made me, make me question certain things um, later on down the road. But ever since that time, it's just been a, a ever building and increasing um, awareness of a communal God, a childlike God, a God that that is in complete oneness and union with us. Um, learning things layer by layer, um, encountering His joy, and and knowing that it was something that was meant to be tasted and experienced all the time. Um, just knowing deep down inside my heart that what I was experiencing was something that I wanted to experience every single moment. And um, starting to see scripture and starting to see uh, what I had learned about God in my theological studies from through the lens of the joy and, and the, the, the drunken, whacked experience that I, had, I was having with God personally um, and communally. So... A god of, of a god of community, a god of joy, a god of encounter, a god of oneness. Um, so I would say that I've I've um, gone through different um, phases since then, even because that was about ten years ago. Um, more than that now, maybe eleven. Um, but overall. Um, it's just been a, a clear journey for me of knowing God in in a more and more grace uh, encounter, um, seeing how He takes me through different phases of life and different things that I've um, gone through, um, marriage and children, um, significant life events, um, and seeing how He's been there at one one with me to help me uh to perceive uh the oneness through those different experiences and perceive his grace uh through those experiences um experiencing my friends um being there for me in community and the deep rich um experience that is grace gospel drunken community because the depth of relationship that's formed there um, through encounter and through awareness and, and, and revelation that God brings is unlike anything that can be experienced anywhere else. So it's been, it's been great to have friends like Matt who have been through just about everything with me and uh, been there f for me through anything and everything, the goods and the bads and the highs and the lows. Um, so I, th I think most recently I've been encountering God through, uh, encountering God as a God of relationship. So um, a God of community. And I know I said that, but really like most recently, it's like I'm experiencing him as a God of grace, as shown through friends, as shown through family, as shown through myself. Um, towards other people and the trials that come um, through family, the trials that come through relationship 
um, seeing his goodness and his grace in those circumstances, um, seeing the experience that is Jesus Christ, the experience that is his presence um, in those situations. So, that's awesome. yeah, that's, that's, awesome. that's sort of a chronological-ish I love it. I, I love what you were touching on too. How it's, uh, you know, the we've been experiencing the bliss of of the gospel for some years, and and there are highs and lows. And uh, mm. though I mean, in the midst of that, our anchor is in you know His joy and in His goodness. But uh, it's not that we don't experience all the circumstances of life or the different challenges of life, and yet uh, here we are still doing the High on God <laughs> podcast, you know. And uh, so I, that's actually a subject I really want to explore in some of these future podcasts too. Is uh, you know what about uh, the, what about normal life? What about challenges? What about you know uh, all that stuff? And and uh, because the whack is no shallow drink, uh, Jesus is no shallow drink. So I love and I've seen that in Zach's life as well. So it's awesome. Um, just as a way of introduction, maybe you can share. What's one story from that, that really stands out to you when you first begin to experience uh, the high, or for like, what's one story even that just stands out in your mind that uh, maybe when you first knew like the bliss was real, or some of your early experiences? <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple, but um, I think one of my favorites was uh, it was during the time when uh, Matt and Katie were at uh, still leaders in the International House of Prayer in town. And we were having uh, we were having a prayer meeting at their house, and um, a lot of people were over. A couple people from from the community were there, and um, I had been to I had been to different types of worship services in the past, um, or prayer meetings. I had I, I experienced different things growing up in that regard. I had, I had experienced you know, the traditional liturgy. I had experienced the traditional liturgy with organ, with modern music. I had experienced um, more, even more charismatic uh, things where people were speaking in tongues, prophesying, raising their hands, all this other stuff, all within the same church. But, um, and so I, that was sort of the breadth of my experience up to that point. But um, I had been to a few meetings uh, of Hillside and I had met everybody already, which is um, the name of our home which is the name of our home community yeah, hillside yeah, for those that don't know. yeah. and um so we were they were having a prayer meeting, and uh, I had already been to a few meetings, and we had worshiped together, and I had experienced a lot of joy and a lot of um God again for the first time in a long time. but uh <laughs> one thing that I hadn't experienced was a happened during this particular meeting um we were we were praying and it was almost a, a very silent atmosphere where we were um just having sort of a contemplative moment and um one of my uh friends now um just started laughing and at first I thought I looked up and I looked around and I thought something funny had happened I thought something funny had happened sort of in the natural where you know, somebody had made a joke or someone was doing something silly that I had wasn't aware of. But after about 20 seconds, I realized that they were just laughing because 
of the joy of the Lord. Like they were laughing because they were having an experience with God that caused them to laugh. And that was the first time I had experienced that. And there was something about that that just rewired my brain. It, it short circuited my brain and then it rewired my brain because <laughs> I had never, I had never been around someone being so emotionally affected by God that they were laughing before. Of course, now it's just a part of normal life, but then it was something that really changed the way I see God. It, yes. it brought up so many questions. It was like, <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> First, it was why? Why would someone laugh when when we're having a serious prayer time? Yeah. And then yeah. it was why don't people laugh when <laughs> when they're feeling the joy of the Lord? Um, so. Yeah, that was that was definitely one of the, the awesome. experiences I had early yes, on that yes. messed with me. That's so good. <laughs> well, I'll I'll just use that as a transition point for mine because I remember some of those early stories. Very similar things were happening in my brain as well. And then I'll, I'll kind of share a little bit of my story with you know how I how I became you know someone who's a minister of the bliss, a minister of uh, being high on Jesus. Um, so I'll kind of go into my story. So thanks for sharing yours. Yeah. It's really cool. And I, I look forward to in these, in these podcasts, just, you know, sharing real life stuff that's going on and, uh, in our own story with, with people that we can see a new normal. You know, I believe that some of the stuff that we're experiencing is, um, it's kind of rare right now, but it's, it's, uh, like you said, you know, the transition that happens in your brain is first you're like, why are people laughing during prayer? And then after a while, you're like, why aren't people all laughing during their prayer times? You know, <laughs> how life changes. And um, so some of my earliest experiences were like that as well. Um, it's funny, only recently, I don't know if I even included this in the book, because recently I just remembered a time when uh, I went over to visit some friends in the Netherlands and we went to this worship conference. Um, it was like this cool uh, worship conference on the, on like in a beach area, people were camping out and then there were these huge tents where, where people were worshiping. And I just remember, um, during the worship, they were just, <clears throat> the band actually quit playing and people were just singing acapella for a while. And, uh, it was that old worship chorus, glory, glory, send your glory. That was, uh, I think it was from delirious back in the day. A lot of worship leaders were singing it and whatever. So anyway, the whole, the band drops out and the only, it's just the voices and then even the, you know, the voices drop out and then it's just kind of quiet, but there's just, uh, at the time I was, you know, a little bit inexperienced with a lot of that stuff, even though I'd been in the church for a while as well. I kind of grew up a Christian, um, but, uh, it got quiet in there and, and then all of a sudden it was like random people across the, the whole tent, which was, I mean, there was probably a couple thousand people. It was one of those massive tents, you know? just start laughing like random people are laughing at different places and I'd forgotten about this because at the time I had zero grid for it you know um, <laughs> and I just thought it was super weird the friend that I was with thought it was pretty weird too so we just ended up walking out but like I mean we probably stayed in there for like 20 minutes before we left and we were just like what is going on like how and what was so wild is that nothing was happening from the stage no one was encouraging or discouraging the laughing it was just that like we got into that moment in the worship, everyone was singing and singing a cappella, and then just silence and then the laughter just started in different places and uh, it was whatever. We left, we came back the next day and uh, it, the, the next service was just like 
all the other ones we had been to. It wasn't there wasn't anything weird. But when it came to the message, the preacher did get up and say, like, try to explain what had been happening. But what I realized at the time was that wasn't something, you know, that they were usually experiencing. So anyway, that was my first experience with it. I just remember thinking it was so weird and not having any grid for it and just kind of leaving. But I, looking back, I mean, it's so funny because no one was provoking it whatsoever. It was just a spontaneous, like, thing. But uh, backing up a little bit, um, just sharing my story. Yeah, I, I grew up kind of in the church and in the, um, partially in the same denomination as Zach, at least for some years. And uh, then um, in like 1999, I encountered Youth with a Mission and ended up like spending time in that mission organization for some years. But I remember... See, in high school, I was like, uh, I was still a good Christian boy, but I got kind of disillusioned because I, I wondered, uh, what's the point of all this? At least in our denomination, like Zach was saying, I mean, most people weren't experiencing God at all. And if you loved God, the only thing you could do is become a pastor. You know, like normal, I just didn't know any normal people that were really excited about God. Um, and I actually, in my youth group days in high school, I started to get excited about God, but I, I was like, I don't really want to be a pastor. And I just, there was no other grid for anything like that. Um, I ended up going on a few mission trips. And and then I got kind of disillusioned because I was like, no, nobody's living for God. Like none, none of the Christian friends I knew were like, they just live like everybody else. And it just seems like so kind of pointless. So I just got, you know, kind of that teenage disillusionment. And then at that point, I was just like, who cares? You know, let's get into drugs, partying. I was just down with whatever. I stopped paying attention at school, doing anything at school. Um, and I was just kind of discouraged and disillusioned. And, uh, but thankfully like my last year of high school, I, I had some people that were really encouraging me and some experiences that encouraged me to go into youth with a mission into YOM. But by the time I got there, I was like mostly strung out on drugs and, uh, and, but I, I, I say all that because I remember this point when I, um, I ended up in New Zealand doing a youth with a mission school. And I remember I, like right as I was starting the school, went out to the beach with one of the other students from the school and he'd been doing drugs for a while too. And we both were, were kind of talking about drugs and talking about God. And, and we both kind of just decided that night. We're like, there's gotta be a higher high on God than there was in any of the drugs <laughs> that we did. Like this is the maker of the universe. Like there's got to be an experience of reality that's like even more exhilarating and like more like ecstatic than this you know the drugs that we've been doing and what was so wild is um <laughs> i remember you know saying that to one another and just contemplating that that night but it wasn't until seven years later that i uh met anyone who had been getting high on god that, that would say, say that they were maybe there were people i met that I, but i don't know but there was the, you know, there was the first time I really met anybody that was like, uh, it wasn't until seven years later, all except for that one experience in the Netherlands that I was talking about, where people were laughing in there. I guess that's what was going on, but I didn't know about it. But seven years later, so fast forward seven years later from my time in YWAM and the beginning of my school. During that school, I did get off drugs, hallelujah, um, and I did started to get into into Jesus more and more. Started hearing God and learned that you could live with God and everyday life and met all kinds of radical believers and stuff but I was just you know uh, big into discipline um, it was all about like revival and evangelism and a lot of fire and passion but not a lot of joy not a lot of exhilaration not bliss and it wasn't until seven years later so after that YOM experience 
then I'm at this conference. At that point, I'd been in the International House of Prayer, as Zach was talking about, and I'd been in that for a few years. And I'm at this conference, and uh, I meet all these people that are just laughing and falling over. And during we're, the conference is a Christian conference, a lot of worship going on. During the worship, they'd always be off to the side, like falling down, literally. Like they'd be like poking each other. And they'd be like, <laughs> and then they'd fall over. And I'd be like, what is going on, you know? And it annoyed the crap out of me, actually, because I'm like, we're supposed to be focusing on God here and worshiping. And these people are just causing a scene, you know? And, uh, but throughout the entire conference, they were, um, you know, I'd find them everywhere just doing that, just laughing, 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 falling down, like just rolling around, holy rollers or whatever. I didn't know. Found out these guys were from Bethel, um, Bethel, Redding, California or whatever. And that was my first experience with Bethel people really. Maybe I'd heard of it before, but, but, uh, I thought they were so weird and, and getting back to kind of Zach's experience where at first you kind of think it's totally weird and then it becomes totally normal where I was still in that weird place. And, uh, but I forced myself to go near it because I couldn't explain why it bothered me so much. Like <laughs> it just bothered the crap out of me for some reason. Um, but I, even at that moment, I couldn't figure out why I was like, why does this bother me? Like, why? Okay. I'm going to go and sit near it. So I'd like, I went and kind of sat next to them and just watched them for a while. But like, it was like my skin was crawling. Like I was just irritated and annoyed and like bothered and I could not put my finger on it. And, um, but that over the next few months, it was like God set me up with all these encounters with these wackos. Part of it that was a great testimony was these wackos were so weird at that meeting, but there was one point where there was this handicapped kid and people started praying over him. He had been in a wheelchair for like some years or whatever. And it was these like weird, like happy people that were praying over him the most. And they ended up pulling him out of the wheelchair and he began to walk and even run. And uh, it was obvious that there was supernatural healing that had just taken place in this kid. And no one else at this conference of like thousands of people who were like more like me, like a little bit normal, you would say, like we're seeing any kind of miracles like that. And so <laughs> these like weird, happy people were the dudes that were, you know, yanking people out of wheelchairs and seeing like cool healing miracles that I'd never seen before, too. So it was like it came with this weird, like happy bliss thing, but it also had miracles. But anyway... Over the next like few weeks, God set me up with these different encounters. People, someone shared a, a John Crowder book with me. Um, I started watching videos with John Crowder and then listening to Benjamin Dunn's music and then uh, found out about George and Banoff. I'd been watching Heidi Baker videos and seeing her get trashed. Then my wife's, by trashed, you know, I mean, high on God. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my wife started to like um, laugh and kind of manifest a little bit. And then I was weirded out by that. I actually tried to shut my wife down for a while and told her she was just faking it because I couldn't figure this thing out. But then in the, it, it's like March of 2008. Um, I just remember one night we were house sitting for some friends and uh, the glory of God just like smacked me so hard. And uh, <laughs> I was just on the ground just laughing and, and my it felt like my heart was just open. Um, before that, I'd been kind of kind of weeping for the previous like couple weeks off and on just because I felt something my heart was opening up and it was just the glory of God like tangible experiences of the glory of God as my heart began to open up in new ways like I I just been I just realized that most of us had been kind of shut off emotionally 
um, whether in the church or out of the church, you know, so many people are just, their hearts are locked. And so mine had just kind of been softening and opening up. I was weeping a little bit. And then I was watching a John Crowder four levels of prayer video. The old, one of the old ones that some girl from the Philippines had posted on YouTube. <laughs> and, uh, my God, dude, I just got slammed. I was laughing. And my wife and I watched that video like every day for the next week. <laughs> and we started listening to Benjamin Dunn music. And we were just, we laughed for days. We laid on the floor for days. Uh, it was so beautiful. We, we'd had a regular prayer time for at least an hour every day together. And as we came together, we would just smile and laugh like we didn't know it. we didn't have any other prayers that time you know so and this is before the kundalini so <laughs> yeah you know it was real <laughs> this is before any of us knew about kundalini <laughs> you'll get to know zach's sarcastic humor over the over i the hope podcast. so man Oof. either that or you just turn it off <laughs> but uh yeah those first you know few months that's 2008 was when when we were getting whacked and then um, some of the message part of it started to kind of creep in too, because at first for me, it was just the experience of the joy and I didn't have any language for, you know, I didn't realize that even theologically God is so much better than we thought, you know, God wasn't looking for workers. God wasn't looking for, you know, cause I was for those seven years before that I'd become a very radical believer trying to, I thought it was basically my job to save the world. And, uh, <clears throat> I'd, be become so disciplined i was scheduling out every hour of my day i was trying to get all our friends to schedule out every hour of their day and keep each other accountable so there's nothing wrong with having a schedule but you should have seen the intensity of uh <laughs> you know it was we we literally thought by our discipline literally that we were going to open the heavens and bring the glory down like that it was because there was something we weren't doing right and uh man this whack and this bliss just began to undo all of that just is my heart and my emotions began to feel God and feel him so consistently. It was like, how could, you know, all these old theologies just begin to fall away because they just don't make sense with what you're experiencing. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that was kind of my intro to the bliss. And I mean, in, in the high on God book, I go into more detail about it or whatever, but man, once you taste that, I mean, it's like the old phrase, once you go whacked, you never go back or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, to have your emotions being exhilarated by the life of God, the, the love of God, the, the joy of the Lord, it actually is your strength. It actually does change everything. And now it literally is like Zach said, like, why are people not laughing when they're in prayer? Like it doesn't, now it's so weird to me. In fact, this has kind of been part of the journey of our community is it's hard for us to go to a lot of normal church services and prayer meetings now because we're, we're so expressive. We're so like emotionally charged right. and, and uh, just experiencing so many things that, wow, that make you yay leap and laugh and get excited. And, yeah. and uh, that weirds people out. And so it's been, that's a whole nother journey we can talk about too, but mm. you know, it's crazy how God does rewire your your brain and really unlock you for your original design, I believe. And, yeah. Uh, so that's been some of our experience. Um, anything else you want to share this week, man? Well, yeah, I think should we should we have people 
send in questions. Uh, there's a there's a that'd be awesome. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to include a link, and you can you can record an audio of a question. And what we'll do is we'll go through them at some point, and you might be featured on the show. So or you can type out your question too. Yeah, yeah. Feel free to type out a question too, and Either we can way. read it out if we choose it. So. Yeah, that'll be a great thing to do over these coming weeks is, uh, yeah, we want to interact with you. So get to know you, too. If you want to share a little bit of your story, if you have any questions or just uh, comments on this week's show, maybe we'll include that. Yeah, you can record them or you can type them. And, uh, yeah, all the details are in um, the links in the description here. Uh, share away. We're going to try to do this on a regular basis. So yeah. we'll probably do a little more of, of introduction. Maybe we'll talk about in the next uh episode what this bliss really means to us what it is a little bit more a lot of this stuff's covered in the book but it's fun to to get into it in person and yeah i love to just interact with my buddy zach here mm -hmm. i'm looking forward to goofing around more exactly yeah, yeah. so <laughs> life is good man there's so much to celebrate and uh, so that's what these times will be about celebrating together with you and experiencing this bliss so hopefully you got to hear uh, get to know us a little bit better this week and we look forward to getting to know y'all. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Share away. And we will uh, we'll catch you later. Catch you later. Megalore. <laughs> Peace. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the High on God podcast with Matthew Spinks and Zachary Paul Pratt. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and check out the accompanying YouTube blog where we'll have short guided meditations on the glory of Jesus, as well as additional random coverage and updates from the God High. Also, if you believe in the message we're putting out to the world, consider donating or becoming a monthly partner at www.thefirehouseprojects.com donate so that we can spread the authentic inebriating good news of Jesus. Alrighty then, until next time, stay high on the supply inside that never runs dry, Jesus Christ.